Good morning, and we welcome back to the program Dr. David Welsh, the health officer for Ripley and Franklin Counties. Good morning to you, Dr. Welsh, and uh, it's been a while. Yes, it has. Good morning to you, and, and I'd like to thank WRBI for all they do for the community, especially with the high school sports. Well, uh, when we... I, I try to make as many games as I can, but when I can't, I can always rely on WRBI to keep me on, on point. Uh, we appreciate that, and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, we appreciate that. It's a, a labor of love, as we say. So uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, um, uh, Doctor Welsh, uh, we're in the uh, knee deep in the winter time. And uh, of course, uh, uh, what's the status as far as uh, respiratory diseases, particularly in uh, Ripley and Franklin counties? How are we looking? So we're we're looking better than we were last month. I was out on a uh, web call uh, Tuesday with the State Department of Health, and it was showing across the state that we're, we're trending in the right direction. We still have a number of cases. Fortunately, some folks are seeking help before they get too sick, so they're able to take their treatment at home. Uh, there are still a number of respiratory cases in the local hospital, though. And uh, you mentioned uh, something key there, the fact that uh, people were um, able to uh, catch it early enough or at least not uh, put off treatment. And uh, obviously uh, that's a key to uh, dealing with these respiratory diseases or any illnesses for that matter. Absolutely, absolutely. I encourage folks to, to uh, see their, their primary care provider on a regular basis and, and don't put things off. You know, something that uh, uh, they hit it when it's minor they can maybe get away with that oral antibiotic. If they wait too long, they may end up in the hospital with the IV antibiotic. So it's it's, uh, it's the old ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Indeed. And, uh, of course, uh, also, um, uh, you know, this is something that's been kind of in the background, but uh, as far as uh, COVID uh, cases in the, the two counties, uh, how are we looking there? We're, we're looking a little better. Again, we're, we're in a better spot because of the actions people have taken. So people are still getting COVID, but those who've been vaccinated tend to have conditions that don't require the hospitalization or can hopefully prevent hospitalization. Um, and people are also being very thoughtful. They're doing what mom taught us. If you're sick, stay home, cover your mouth, uh, take the basic precautions. So I think people are listening to their moms and grandmas, and, and that's helping, too. Now, the, uh, the prevalence of at-home tests, are those uh, kind of uh, helping things as far as the uh, situation is concerned, as far as um, sick people not being out and about? They, uh, they see that they get the, uh, the positive test result, and they decide to uh, just uh, separate themselves from others. Is that uh, part of what's going I, on here? I believe that's part of what's going on, and they're also wondering, okay, is this a, a regular uh, cold bug, or is this the COVID? They get the test. And when, it, when it's positive, they can uh, seek appropriate care. Um, the, uh, the only downside of that is, of course, those home tests are not recorded. So we don't have, it may, have, may have some folks who are positive who don't get that sick. And so they may not uh, get it counted in the, in the system. But I'm, I'm glad they're doing it so that they can tell which thing is going on and seek care when positive. And uh, when it comes to recording, it has to go through a, a hospital or, uh, say, a, uh, you know, lo- like a local health clinic, something like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the, the, the one uh, test at home is just a, it's a, kind of a rapid test. 
The other one is different type of tests. And so if you're positive, you may want to go and get confirmation at your, with your doctor or local clinic, or um, some of the pharmacies are doing it too. And uh, what are some other things that are going on as far as the uh, health picture is concerned in uh, both uh, Ripley and Franklin counties? Um, uh, what are some other things that uh, you're uh, been kind of keeping your eye on as health officer in those two counties? So one of the other areas that we're, we're dealing with is uh, substance use disorder and, and some homeless problems. And, of course, the folks, if they're in a bad enough situation that they're homeless, that they're not going to seek care uh, very quickly. Um, and uh, substance use disorder, we, we do have in both counties locations for the Narcan to be used in an emergency situation, um, and, and that, uh, that, that is a problem that you hear on the, the local, state, national news. Um, we do have resources available for folks that if they or a family member or a friend or neighbor is having trouble in that regard, there are resources that we can connect them with through the health department. And how about the um, use of uh, Nalox boxes? Um, have you uh, had any uh, statistics as far as uh, those are concerned? I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but uh, we're getting them in more locations, which, which is helping. The other thing that's been, been nice is we're, uh, both health departments are getting back to the, the, to the basics of what they're taking care of. So that's restaurant inspections, that's uh, the car seat um, instructions so people use the proper car seat for their child and install it correctly. Uh, we're working, most counties are working closely with their schools. Uh, they have a program now with the school nurse liaison program. So we're trying to reach out uh, and help our, our school nurses. And that's actually part of the uh, things that are going to be dealt with in Senate Bill 4. Okay, and of course we'll be uh, talking about that uh, momentarily. And uh, But um, with the, uh, the regular... Um, uh, health department uh, functions and things of that nature. Um, and, of course, uh, I guess to shine a little light on this, the fact that, uh, you know, the, you talk about restaurant inspections, say, for example, that there's a um, um, smoke or something like that in a restaurant, it gets uh, fanned out, uh, no major damage or anything like that. But the uh, health department has to go in and uh, inspect to make sure everything's fine, that everything's sanitary. Is that pretty much the picture? That is that is correct. So each of the uh, Establishments that serve food to the public have to be inspected on, on a regular basis, and they can also be inspected if a concern is brought to the attention of the department. So, uh, say if somebody goes to the Acme restaurant, not a real restaurant, and they find they get sick afterwards or they get uh, go to the hospital and get diagnosed with you know, a problem with the food that they consumed, they can report it to the health department, and then that will spur an inspection right away. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and uh, we'll take a look at uh, Dr. Welsh's uh, statewide activities as we continue our conversation with Ripley and Franklin County Health Officer Dr. David Welsh right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. 
And welcome back as we continue our visit with Dr. David Welsh, the health officer for Ripley and Franklin Counties. And uh, Dr. Welsh, on uh, Wednesday, uh, you were at the State House uh, and uh, had a testimony on behalf of a, a couple of bills, uh, one of which uh, we alluded to in the first segment, and uh, that was uh, Senate Bill 4. Yeah, that was a, a important bill for getting public health to all Hoosiers. It shouldn't matter whether you live in Osgood or Brookville or Indianapolis, you should have access to basic public health resources. And Senate Bill 4 will go a long way to, to help with that. This is uh, something that uh, you've obviously uh, done in the past is uh, go before a, a Senate or House committee at the State House and then uh, testified on behalf of bills and legislation. Yes, sir. Uh, this is something that's been near and dear to my heart. Um, I've tried to do advocacy on the state and the um, and the national level. Uh, the Senate Bill 4 was actually the re- result of recommendations from the Governor's Public Health Commission that I was honored to be part of. And what we were looking at, um, th- this was a result of work done uh, by the Fairbanks School of Public Health at IU under Dean Halverson, where they looked at gaps and, and care of, of public health resources throughout the state. Um, was also able to take that information to the AMA Council on Science and Public Health, and recently that council that I sit on um, issued a report on how to improve the public health infrastructure in the United States and another report on improving public health infrastructure on the rural setting. Um, and that information was incorporated into the Governor's Public Health Commission report. So there, there's a lot of recommendations, uh, including asking the state to complete the trauma system that has been in the works for nearly 20 years. And uh, back to your uh, testimony at the State House on uh, Wednesday, you also, I understand, uh, went before a House committee. And uh, what can you tell us about uh, that testimony? That had to do with actions by the state to curb the problems of prior authorization. So for uh, many folks, they've experienced this themselves, where you see the doctor, and oh, you need this medicine, you need this test, you need this procedure done. And then their insurance company uh, may say, oh, that we won't approve that, you need prior authorization. Uh, and the process typically is the uh, physician staff contacts the insurance carrier and says, this is John Doe, and these this are the symptoms, This is and this is what's being requested. And they may say yay or nay. Um, and sometimes you have to go through extra hoops where then they ask, well, we need to talk to the doctor. And then the doctor has to take time out for patient care uh, to talk to um, somebody to plead the case for their patient um, to get the test, medicine, or procedure. And the problem with that whole process is, in many cases, it, it can hurt the patients. It can delay them getting evaluated, getting treatment. I've had patients myself who were unstable on the medication long-term, and then the insurance company came back, well, we don't care they've been on it for years. We, you have to go through the hoops for prior authorization, and they may end up being off their medicine for a while. I've had folks who the insurance company didn't want them to get a test, but they need to get the test to verify they needed a surgery. And in, I, in one case in particular, it delayed definitive care for weeks. And in the meantime, this poor patient was in pain and having uh, all sorts of issues. And the, the point was trying to see what could be done 
to curb that process by insurance companies that it's just a, it's just a cost-saving thing on their part. And I, I was pleading the case that we, we need to help patients because patients are getting hurt. They're getting stuck in the middle, and that's wrong. And as far as these uh, two bills that you testified on, are you getting any feeling about uh, how they will go, whether they'll uh, go on to uh, the full Senate or the uh, full House? Um, I, I, very positive responses listening to my, uh, the response to my testimony, other testimony. And, and Senate Bill 4, there was positive testimony from the Chamber of Commerce, from manufacturers, from um, the Association of School Boards. Uh, from, I think there was Association of County uh, Officials. Um, there was uh, the mayor from Madison spoke. Interesting enough, the, on the Senate uh, committee that testified, our own uh, Senator Gene Lysing was, was at one hand. And uh, this is, I know this is something that's very near and dear to her heart. Um, but very, very good positive testimony. We had doctors from IU talk about the eye exams um, in, in, in schools that were related to the bill. We had the, uh, one of the leading trauma surgeons, uh, Dr. Street from IU, testified. Because, uh, like I said, there was a part of the bill that calls on the state um, to take the next step with setting up a statewide trauma system. And right now, uh, the goal is to have, have it where if you get injured in the state of Indiana, that you're no farther away than 45 minutes to a trauma center. And we're getting close. We still have some gaps to take care of. And, and if the, when the bill passes, uh, that will be taking another step to try to get that accomplished. And, and that's important because states that have trauma systems, and if you have trauma, if you're injured and can get to a trauma center, you do much better. All right, so we'll obviously be uh, keeping an eye on uh, those uh, particular pieces of legislation. And uh, as far as the uh, Governor's Public Health Commission, uh, anything uh, new uh, other than what you had talked about earlier uh, to report on that, Dr. Welsh? Oh, sure. There, so since that was given to the governor and since it was went before the uh, state house, there are components of the recommendations that don't require legislative action. Uh, a, a work group, a committee has already put together uh, what they call some uh, core uh, public health resource needs that need to be available readily wherever you live. And now there's uh, the, the next step is uh, you want to make sure that people are actually supplying those resources in a, a timely manner. Um, so they're going to be putting together, there's another committee, uh, the core leadership committee that I actually sit on that's looking at each of those um, core public health tenants, if you will, and say, okay, how do we measure that they're being done well? And putting together um, a process so that, the, for instance, the local health departments would report on how they're doing uh, twice a year on those uh, activities, whether it's immunizations or inspecting restaurants or um, helping to reduce injuries, such as making sure you have a, a child safety seat instruction available. Uh, but put together metrics so we can see how we're doing so we can get a, a report card for each county. Okay, basically get, uh, establishing benchmarks. Establishing benchmarks so that you can see how you're doing and see where you need to improve. Um, because um, I, I have to tell you, I'm very proud of staff at both Franklin and Ripley County Health Departments. I think they 
they have been working very hard um, and, and doing a, a fine job. And just like anything, there's always always a good. Um, it's always good to work for improvement. All right. And then uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you go, Dr. Welsh? Sure. Um, we do a really good job getting our kids immunized when they're in school because we're, we get reminders. Sometimes adults uh, don't uh, think about that. Uh, and we're in a rural area, so one of the things that, that we need to keep an eye out for is um, tetanus. And if you, if for our Adults who are listening, if you don't know how long it's been since you had your last tetanus booster, um, maybe do. So uh, this will be a good time uh, before we're out getting outside, getting cuts and scrapes and things. It'll be a good time to get that caught up. This and now it's also a good time of year to see what containers are holding ice, because those same containers will hold water and give me mosquito uh, breeding grounds this summer. So. With the leaves off the tree, look for any tires or buckets or anything that's currently holding ice because you may want to take, take care of them now so we don't, you don't have to worry so much about mosquitoes in the summer. And with the cold weather we're experiencing, please think of, of your animals. Make sure that they're kept in proper conditions as, as we get colder because, you know, our, our pets are just like family. Yeah, especially you know, get livestock, uh, for example, keeping them watered and things of that nature. And uh, uh, kind of like uh, and going back to what you uh, talked about uh, with the tetanus shot, I mean, uh, you know that uh, pretty well with uh, with your farm property, the fact that, uh, you know, there, there's always that possibility. So uh, you uh, so you you know of what you speak, uh, shall we say? And just to make, make sure people know, I'm walking the walk. I got my booster about a month ago. All right. So, uh, okay. All right. Well, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, adjourn for the day, shall we say. And uh, uh, Dr. David Welsh, uh, Ripley, Franklin County uh, Health Officer, we appreciate your time as always. Stay well, and we look forward to uh, talking to you once again in the future. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for all WRBA does for our community to keep people informed and um, especially informed about those uh, high school sporting events.